Northwestern basketball rounded out non-conference play with a 63-58 victory over Brown. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome in to Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. Um, we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh, and yeah. Uh, wherever you're listening, make sure you are subscribed. You turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Make sure you uh, give us some feedback. Leave a comment. Uh, leave a re- review. Um, helps us. Helps us make the show better at all times. Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so Northwestern, we know, um, rounded out the non conference season yesterday against Brown, a, a game that tipped off uh, around noon Central Time. Northwestern was 9 and 2 coming in. Uh, best start to the season since 2016, the 2016-17 season when they also started 9 and 2. In their last game, they absolutely killed uh UIC with five player or actually 92-54 with five players scoring in double digits. Chase Adige had 19, he led the team. Brooks Barnheiser had 18 in what was really his best game of the year. Boo Booey uh, had 16. Julian Roper the second had uh, 12, and Robbie Barron had 20. Actually, uh, so that those guys all played extremely well, um, and they they put up plenty of points in that one. And it was an impressive game, probably the most complete game Northwestern played all season long. Barnheiser. Uh, had a career high high in points. Uh, he had eight rebounds and five assists, becoming the first Wildcat to record 18 points, eight rebounds, and five assists in a game since Vic Law did it in 2018 against Minnesota. The defense forced 21 turnovers in the game and forced 20-plus turnovers in back-to-back games being against, I believe, UIC and DePaul. It's been a while since since Northwestern had played a game, uh, so it's a little bit uh, tough to, to to recall. But uh, that's the first time that's happened for Northwestern since 2017 when they did it to Chicago State and Valpo. Uh, they they shot a season high, uh, 51.4 percent from the field, going 36 of 70. Uh, the defense is ranked seventh nationally and second in the Big Ten, holding a point, uh, opponents to an average of 55.5 points per game. They're third uh, nationally and the Big Ten leader in opposing field, field goal percentage with 34.2% coming into this one yesterday uh, and second in the conference in steals per game 
with eight and a half. Uh, Chase Adige was leading the team coming into this one, averaging 14 and a half points per game, followed by Boo Booey with 14.1 points per game as well. So those two really drive the engine on the offensive end for Northwestern. Adige uh, entered the game needing just 12 points to reach 1,000 for his career. Uh, Robbie Barron leads leads the team in rebounds coming in six and a half points or six and a half rebounds per game. Uh, and, and um, it's the third, it's the, he's the third leading scorer on the team as well with 10.4 points per game. Chase Adige and Ty Berry um, coming into this game were two of the best defenders in the, the big 10 Adige averaging 2.6 steals per game and Ty Berry averaging 1.8 both rank inside the top three in the Big Ten in steals per game. Northwestern meets met Brown yesterday for the 11th time in uh, in these two programs' history. Northwestern was eight and two coming in against the Bears. Uh, they last met in 2017 with Northwestern uh, pulling away with a 95-73 win. Derek Pardon. Uh, and that one actually led the team with 18 points. And uh, kind of like uh, Chase Audige ended up doing in this game, Scotty Lindsay um, actually ended up with his 1,000th career point in that meeting as well. Northwestern is tw- was 26-9 and nine coming in uh, all-time versus Ivy League schools. Brown coming into the game was 7-5. and five. Uh, Hatton played since defeating New Hampshire 67 67- 51 on December 21st uh, in a home game. And that one, after opening the year, losing four of its first five games, this Brown team had kind of righted the ship. They had uh, won six of their last seven, with the only loss being a 68-50 loss on the road at Michigan State. The team leader in scoring is was uh, Keno Lilly Jr., uh, averaging 14.8 points per game, um, and you, he scored a season-high 16 uh, against New Hampshire in their last matchup. Paxton Wojcik uh, led the Ivy League with three double-doubles uh, and ha- averaged 6.7 rebounds per game coming in. But it was a game that um, you kind of were worried about Northwestern coming in because they hadn't played in nine days or however long it had been. Uh, you worried about rust and – um, and just a second, we're going to dive into how the game actually played out because that seemed to hold some water um, as as it maybe wasn't the cleanest game we've seen Northwestern play this season. We will get to that in a second, but first, a message from the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the night, as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that you get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. 
Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are, are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Uh, it only takes a mis one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in less in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so when this game tipped off, uh, it was a back-and-forth battle early. It very much was. Um, Brown moved the ball extremely well on the offensive end. Uh, they found a way to get several open looks in the paint uh, at the rim um, and allowed them to hang in the game. Ty Berry kind of got going a little bit early. Um He's kind of that, and we'll talk more about it here a little bit, but he's kind of that spark plug guy, somebody who can uh, help keep you in a game. Um, Brown knocked down a bunch of its uh, looks from three. They had a, they they Because they moved the ball well, they were able to get open looks from three, and they knocked them down early. Uh, they forced a couple shot clock violations as well on the defensive end uh, as they kind of frustrated North Northwestern's offense a little bit early. And look, Brown looked very well coached in the first half. Honestly, um, they were impressive. And the first half stats kind of bear that out as well. They were 50% from the field, 11 of 22 uh, from the field in the first half. Northwestern was 36.7% on 11 of 30. They outshot Northwestern. They were blistering from three to start out, six of nine for 66.7% from three, while Northwestern was just two of 12 for 16.7%. The free throw line, Northwestern did a better job getting to the line, going six of seven in the first half, 85.7%. Uh, Brown only got to the line five times, hitting three of their free throws for 60%. Uh, turnovers, Northwestern, as they have done, Almost every single game all year, they uh, they force more turnovers of their opponents. So in the first half, Brown had 11 turnovers to Northwestern's seven, and that allowed Northwestern to score 11 points off turnover to Brown's two. On the on the boards, uh, Northwestern slightly edged out Brown 18 to 15. Brown actually had more defensive rebounds, 13 to 11 in the first half. But the difference here is Northwestern in that first half crashed the offensive glass extremely well, getting seven offensive rebounds to Brown's two that allowed them to get those extra possessions. That and winning the turnover matchup in the first half allowed them to kind of hang in there in a half where Brown was red hot shooting the basketball. Uh, second chance points, uh, seven, seven to, to three in Northwestern's favor. Uh, bench points, four to three in Northwestern. Bench, the benches did not really have that big of an impact in the first half. Points in the paint, Northwestern slightly edged out. Brown, 14 to 10. Fast break points. Actually, Brown 
outdid Northwestern in this one, eight to six, as they really did a good job uh, in transition, finding uh, open space and open looks that allowed them to score those eight points. Uh, both teams had a pair of blocks in the first half. And then uh, Northwestern kind of in in um, kind of it makes sense with the way that they're able to force 11 turnovers. They had seven steals to Browns, two in the first half. Brown, though, went to half up 31-30. The standouts in the first half, uh, Keno, Keno Lilly Jr. Um, for Brown had 11 points, two assists on three of five from three. All five of his um, shot attempts were from deep, and he was two of three at the line. Paxson Wojcik had six points, five rebounds, three assists, two of six from the field but hit both of his threes in that first half. For Northwestern, Chase Audige led the way with 10 points on two of six from the field, one of two from three, but he got to the free throw line, going five of five at the line. Matt uh, Nicholson added three points and six boards as he uh, continued to, to crash the boards well. That's something that we have become accustomed to with Matt Matt Nicholson as the uh, these games kind of play out. In the second half, Ty Berry uh, had a big and one early to give Northwestern back the lead, and then you had a nasty step-back three by Chase Audige for his thousandth career points. Uh, it was really it was really a nice step back as he uh, acted like he was going to drive from the wing and step back, uh, was wide open, hit a fadeaway three uh, to give him that uh, kind of landmark in his career. The high give and go for Northwestern um, with Matt Nicholson was kind of lethal. Um, they they ran it several times, got a lot of really good looks at the rim where Boo Booey, Chase Audige, really you choose whoever it was going to the rim, got really good uh, opportunities, got some easy layups. Chase Audige really kind of caught fire in the second half. He, he led the team in the first half with 10 points, uh, but he was feeling it in the second half. He hit a fadeaway contested three as the shot clock was expiring. That was uh, one of the more impressive shots we've seen a Northwestern player hit all season long. North, Northwestern was able to build – Enough cushion to kind of ice out a um, 63-58 victory in this one. Uh, and the stats, the shooting stats for Brown very much evened out as they, uh, after starting 50% from the field, they kind of came back down to earth shooting 42.2% for the game on 19 of 45 from the field. Northwestern did not shoot well. 34.5% on 20 of 58 from the field. Uh, that that 66.7% from deep for, uh, for Brown in the first half. Well, second half, they went just 3 for 15 as they fell down to 9 of 22 for 40.9. Uh, wait, actually 3 of 15, rather, uh, for for 40.9% for the game. Northwestern did not shoot well from deep. Four of 21, 19%. Uh, the difference in this game came at the free throw line because you saw uh, Brown go get to the line 22 times, uh, only making 11 of them for 50%. Northwestern got to the line 21 times and made 19 of them for 90.5%. 
Uh, Northwestern won the turnover battle 17 to 14 as they turned Brown over three more times than they did themselves. Points off turnover was a massive difference in this one as well. Northwestern scored 19 points off turnover while Brown scored just six. Uh, rebounds, Northwestern continued to slightly kind of edge that out in the second half. 38-31 was the final numbers on the boards. Uh, Brown actually had more defense rebounds, 25-24, to but Northwestern had 14 offensive boards to Brown's six. That is another reason why they were able to shoot uh, such a rough percentage and continue to um, kind of – in the second half, take the game over, uh, get build that lead, and kind of run out the clock on the rest of the game. Second chance points, both teams uh, had nine uh, bench points. Brown had 13 to Northwestern's four, so the bench did not give Northwestern much in this one. Points in the paint, 26 to 20 in Northwestern's favor. Uh, fast break points. Brown uh, won that matchup, 13 to six. Both teams had four blocks. Uh, Northwestern tallied nine steals to Brown's four. Total lead time, Brown led in this game for eight minutes and 28 seconds. Northwestern led for 28 minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, the, it, the game was tied five separate times. Total time tied, though, was not very long, just two minutes and 49 seconds, as there were also 14 lead changes in this one. Northwestern won the second half 33-27 on the way to that 63-58 victory in a second. We will take a look at some individual standouts and really the final takeaways of this game. But first, um, we got to thank you for uh, making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. Uh, now make Locked On nor, uh, Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions of before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So some individual standouts in this one for Brown. Paxson Wojcik, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, Two steals, had four turnovers, uh, was minus six in the plus minus in 34 minutes, was four of 13 from the field, four of nine from three, and one of two at the free throw line. Keno Lilly Jr., 17 points, one rebound, three assists, minus one in the plus minus in 38 minutes, four of 11 from the field, three of seven from three, and six of nine at the free throw line. On the Northwestern side, Chase Audige had a game, 24 points, two rebounds, one assist, did have four turnovers, had one block, two steals, as we've become accustomed, him being active on the defensive end of the floor, plus five and the plus minus as he went six of 15 from, from the field. Not great, two of six from three, but this is the stat that really made his game. He was 10 of 10 at the free throw line. He got to the line early and often. And it paid big dividends in a five-point win for Northwestern. Boo Booey, 15 points, one rebound, four assists, one steal, plus three in the plus minus uh, in 35 minutes. Six of 18 from the field, not great at all. One of seven from three, really not great there. But he was two of two at the line. You kind of like to see him get to the line more often with his ability to, to kind of get in the paint. 
Uh, that's something I will be looking forward to here in the future. Ty Berry, 12 points, five rebounds, zero assists, three steals, plus five in the plus minus in 26 minutes, four of nine from the field, one of three from three, uh, and three of three at the free throw line. Matt Nicholson, five points, 11 rebounds, six of those on the offensive glass as he really crashed the boards in this one. Three assists, two blocks, one steal as he continues to be active on the defensive end as well. Plus 10 in the plus minus uh, in 28 minutes, two of five from the field, one of two at the line. Northwestern overcame bad, bad shooting performances from uh, Robbie Barron and Brooks Barnheiser, both going 0 of 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Not what you want out of those two guys who've been pretty solid all year long uh, in their roles. I expect them to bounce back here going forward. Some takeaways from this game. Chase Audish is becoming that go-to guy. Uh, he's He gets big buckets when this team needs it. Uh, he plays great defense along with Ty Berry. Um, and speaking of Ty Berry, Ty Berry is a momentum pendulum swinger. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, a guy who makes big plays that helps swing momentum back in Northwestern's favor when things aren't going well. Ty Berry has a weird knack right now for making big plays that kind of keep the team in the game or even give them the momentum to to take over a game, really. Uh, the emergence of Matt Nicholson has been enormous this year. He gets better every time out there. Uh, he gets rebounds. He's very physical, very big, very athletic for his size. Uh, he has three starts now on the year. Um, his minutes are continuing to tick up as he played 28 minutes in this one, and that's going to be huge as they go into Big Ten play, playing some really big, uh, big men around the league. Non-conference is over. Northwestern's nine and two. The two losses coming to uh, a ranked Auburn team that um, has started conference play well with a win over Florida uh, is is starting to figure out who they are and they've started to play better ball. But the one that at the time I thought was an awful loss, Pitt, and it still wasn't a good loss. They lost by daggum near thirty points. Um, Pitt is kind of figuring some stuff out. They're three and zero in non or in conference play in the ACC, and they just pulled off an upset against UNC. They're trending in the right direction. Both of those losses are kind of starting to look a little bit better as uh, the season progresses. Next up, Northwestern has Ohio State at home on Sunday. Ohio State is nine and three this year. As Northwestern is about to have their second conference game, it'll be interesting to see if. This team maybe looks a little bit – this Northwestern team looks a little more crisp, uh, maybe not as rusty from the nine days off. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this team performs as conference play really gets off the ground. It's going to be a unique challenge for this team that, uh, you know, lost a couple key players off last year's team but has done a decent job of having guys step up this year. Um, they've, they're have they 10-2. and two, um, and if they have a strong run here in conference play, we could be looking at Northwestern's second tournament team ever. That's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. This has been Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you tuning in every day. Uh, we're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there wherever you're listening. Make sure you are subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and you can follow me on social media at Carter Bird 13 And I'll see you all next time.